BustedTees.com. Like t-shirts? I, I have a question. Why have you not already gone there and started buying all the cool geeky gear they offer? Look, I'm not just saying this because they're a sponsor. I mean, they are, so it helps. But I'm saying this because it's true and because we love you and we want to see you smile, boo. They have retro movie, game, and pop culture-inspired clothing and apparel, and their stuff is amazing. Go over, drop some gear in your cart, then drop our promo code at checkout. That's my name, Jason, 25945, and they're going to hook you up with a sweet discount. You're happy, we're happy, peace falls across the world, and you look badass when it happens. That code again is Jason, 25945, and that website is bustedtees.com. Designs that pop culture. Um, Things are not looking good. Health check passed. I'm in green. I showed Jason in the green room. I'm not in the green room. Okay, he says he's refreshing and trying again. It's when you let an old man click on shit, I guess. Yeah, like a fucking voting booth. <laughs> anyway, let's do the show. All right, I'm hitting record. All right, mute them. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? Hello and welcome back to an all new, extremely exciting uh, episode of the mixtape. You guys know me. I am Jason Emmett. And I think you all kind of know me. My name is Casey Masterpiece. And I think he's taking shots at my first TikTok that I put out. I am not. I loved your first TikTok. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I totally was. That's great that you knew it. Uh, I was like, wow, that that's Twisted exactly Kid how, Matt. Like I talked to my video. <laughs> I'm Twisted Kid Matt. Never but mind. I loved it and I laughed so hard. <laughs> and I was, I sent it over. I was like, well, listen, this is like the best. <laughs> yeah, because we're pretty great. <laughs> yeah, pretty great. You should check it out. Matt's it's on TikTok, stuff. guys. And uh, yeah. he finally joined us and uh, he created a little uh, promo. I think you're Twisted Kid Matt over there on TikTok, right? Correct. Yeah, he created a little promo and it's awesome and I loved it. So, uh, but yeah, we're all here, man. Believe it or not, uh, what the people at home don't know is literally every week, yeah. and there's there's no planning for it because it's never the same and it's never the same one of us. Yeah, there's it's a technical every every time. week. There's a technical mm-hmm. issue on one of our ends, and it's not something we deal with every week. You'd think like. You know, it'd be the same problem. No, no. So we can't plan for it because we don't know what's going to happen. It's not like we know, like, like, okay, the audio clips aren't going to work this time. It's it's like, okay, uh, you know, my internet connection is going to be bad or, 
you know, Jay forgets to hit record on the show and we're like, oh shit, we got to restart. That is, or, I don't think that's ever in, happened. In today's case, it was, Kevin <laughs> yeah, was having was some my, technical issues, yeah. but I it's, for, it's different every time. Every time. Yeah. yeah. And like, we'll cut, we'll fix it and we'll be like, all right. And then the next week I'll test the thing that I'm like, it's working fine. And then somebody else gets on like, I don't know what's happening. I can't hear you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. It's in this case, it was just me go, saying, uh, can you hear me now, guys? And we could. We can hear you. We can hear us. Yeah. Uh, so this week, we're going to be talking about one of the greatest eras ever of rap music, the 90s, um, because that's what we do here. But before we get into all of that, uh, I want to take a moment to say thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. We hit 10K. This yeah. week, here's the thing: we're still rolling. Like I wanted to say thank you for hitting 10k, but now we're at almost 11k. You guys are rock! Like it is thanks to you guys so much. Yep. Um, you guys are beloved tapeworms. We appreciate so much that you guys do. Uh, that being said, please, please, please continue to show some love. Uh, drop us a review wherever you yep. listen to your show. Um, it actually helps a whole bunch. Like more than yep. I think people understand that really helps because when you leave the reviews it's as simple as clicking that thing it just gets you noticed on the uh the podcatchers also yeah, of makes course i just want to high five you if we ever meet you god yeah well mm-hmm. i love all you guys we yeah. were uh well, i'll get to that in a second uh please also share that would be that's also very helpful oh, share. Yeah. Just, yeah. Tell spread people, the word. just tell people about it that's it spread the word just like a tapeworm would so we were i was out uh myself and my wife melissa and stewie d we were out at Operation Fandom last weekend. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Operation Fandom's pop culture convention. Operation go. Fandom is a store. Um, I kind of want to talk about that real quick. Um, something we decided we kind of want to do each week. And we're talking for like a minute, minute at a time, nothing major. We want to start highlighting you guys or somebody you know, um, either your art or like if you have a small business, anything like that, let us know. Drop us a line. Tell us about your small business or your art, um, something that you do out there. We want to give a real quick focus each week uh, just to let people know because, you know, we're out here busting our butts on this. We figure why not try to spread the word to some other people and the stuff you guys are doing. Operation Fandom is is a little store out in Wooster, Ohio, and it's just really cool stuff like uh, pop culture stuff. Uh, sports memorabilia, collector stuff, action figures, all that stuff. They did the convention last weekend. We talked about it here on the show. Um, I got to go out. It was fantastic. The first thing I want to say is, Josh, you put on a hell of a first convention. Like, it was one of the best first cons I've ever been to, ever. Um, The vendors were great. Everybody was super nice. Uh, we set up, I have some recordings, they'll be going down the line as their own little mini episode, but got to sit down with a few of the guys from the Sandlot, talk to them for a few minutes. We uh, would like to talk to them forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> uh, Squints was there, got to talk to Chauncey Leopardi, he was great. Um, Smalls and Yeah Yeah, they were all three there. We also got to talk to professional skateboarder Doug Brown, who I think is going to come on and do an episode of the show with us. He was amazing. He was wonderful. Uh, it was a good time. A little bit of a drive for us, but it was totally worth it in the end. We had a blast being out there. So if you guys can, please go over to Facebook and look up Operation Fandom, um, and you'll find their store listed over there and show them some love and support. We'd really appreciate that. With that being said, if you guys, again, have your own thing, 
drop us a line, let us know about it. We'll look into it, and, and we'll probably drop you a little mention here on the show. Um, we're going to do our social media drop here in a second uh, because we have some social media, and we're going to let the whatever do the talking for us. But before I do that, big shout out. Our, we Our uh, hired voiceover <laughs> artist. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we, we paid good money for that. Paid a lot of money. Tons. A lot of money. <laughs> ton, ton of money. Uh, uh, before we do that, we have... We do have the website. You can go over there and check all that out, um, themixtapepod.com. Uh, one of the things we have over there are, like, friends of the show, and I really would appreciate it if you guys had a second to go over and, you know, visit some of their stuff as well. With that being said, uh, we don't we don't say thank you near enough to Behind the Funny. They, Ron, did yeah. our Woodstock yeah. 99 episode with us. Those guys shout us out all the time, and here's yeah, the thing. They have a great show. They really do. Um, so I want to want to say if you if you aren't listening, go over and listen. And uh, guys, just to let you know, yes, uh, come back on, and Kevin will have a slide whistle off with you. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> there will be it's dueling. Home. There will be dueling slide whistles. He's he's oh totally God. okay. Just with like that. a really great oh. dueling banjos cover on slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God damn it. That's the most accurate thing you've ever played. <laughs> I, like, I know exactly what he's playing right now. We haven't gotten a single guess on what song he uh, played on the one episode. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing. I had to go back. I didn't even know what it was. And apparently you'd put it in the chat and I didn't know it. And Matt's like, Matt had to tell me what it was. I had no idea. So. Like, don't, don't screw up and say what it is. I won't. But uh, <laughs> what episode was that? was like two episodes ago, I think. Yeah. Um, so, guys, if you want to go back and listen to that, Kevin plays the slide whistle, and we put it out there. If you can, uh, if you can guess what '80s famous '80s song he played, uh, we will send you a vinyl sticker, a pretty nice vinyl sticker. So, yeah, I'll, I tell I you what, on my car now. I'll even let you choose color, and if you want, I'll even do a glow in the dark one. Oh, so. yeah. glow in the dark decals. Uh, so let's go ahead and drop in our social media stuff right here, and then we'll come back and we're going to kick off the show proper. So here you go. Here's all the social media stuff you need to know. If you are a fan of the Mixtape Podcast, then you need to follow us on the social medias. And if you aren't a fan, well, then you should start listening. Become a fan. Then follow us on the social medias. Here is how you would go about that. The easiest way to find us is by heading to themixtapepod.com and scanning the link tree. Or you can follow the direct links to each one. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We are on all of them. And you really should follow us because we interact with our listeners. We ask you guys to send your mixtape suggestions. We tease upcoming guests and events. And a bunch more. Also, we have a voicemail line. You can call, sing us a song, leave us a message, tell us your thoughts for the show, whatever you want. That number is 513-437-2377 or 513-HERAD77. There it is. All the social media stuff you should know. And like always, remember to stay awesome. Okay, so we warned it. Now it is time to discuss the best decade for rap. That's right. Listen, the 90s were great and early 2000s were great, but 
I think we can all agree 90s rap is, I, and I'm not just saying that because I grew up in it. It's the best, right? I would think so. Yeah, yeah <laughs> guys, it's pretty good. You guys took yeah. a second and Matt turned into Rob Zombie. Yeah. Um. yeah. <laughs> I, I, start, I, I was muted because I had to burp really bad. So I came back on and I think it was like halfway it's, through my yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go with the Rob Zombie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Do you think yeah. he talks like that in real life? Like, hey, Rob, would you like to come over for pizza? Yeah. <laughs> well, I want some Coke with that. You know. <laughs> <No>? <laughs> Got some work to do around the house, do you? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're digging through the ditches, burning through the witches. Yeah. Why does he have witches at his house? He just randomly burns. <laughs> I mean, his wife lives there. That's disturbing. Yeah. Sherry Moon, probably some kind of a witch. You know? I mean, probably, um, she may not be a real life witch, but she's played one of his movies a few times. That's true. That is true. Yeah, that is yeah. true. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk '90s rap. <laughs> let's get off the Rob Zombie and get on the rap. I don't want to give away anybody's choices, so I don't yeah. want to name anybody specific. Um. So we're going to do what we always do. We're going to give our choices for what we would put on a rap mixtape from the 90s. But none of those lists are ever complete without you guys. Matt, of course, puts together our list and your list every week and puts them out on Spotify. We actually got some great uh, tapeworm suggestions for what they would put on their rap list this week. Uh, including Stewie D, who gave us an entire set list. But he was hoping he could be here on the show, and unfortunately he could not. He's in Chicago right now visiting his sister, uh, so he just gave us his list. And he's like, I can call in. I'm like, you're going to be on the road, man. It's fine. Yeah. But <laughs> um, but if you guys want to send in your th- – we will add them even after the fact. So if you uh, want to get with us on social media, let us know what you would add to a 90s uh, playlist of rap songs, please do, and Matt will add those. But okay. those playlists, I'll are, actually update any of the the playlists. I mean, you can go all yeah. the way back to the early days, and yeah. like we got a Halloween music playlist, that's yeah, which great. we need to do another one this year. Do that, yeah, because yeah. I wasn't on that one. Yeah, I got and people all kinds really, of shit to add to people that. really liked that one too. It did yeah, really it well. So we we I was fun. We should do that one again. I think that would be yeah. a, a fun one to kick off. Also, want to say man, some eighties and nineties rap that are probably uh, we, some Halloween songs. We are about mm. to hit episode one hundred too. So I don't it's know. Well, we haven't really discussed well, that yeah. at all. But we are real real close to that. Like a couple episodes episode away. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think this one's ninety nine. Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think it's, I, I, I think it's like 98 or 97, but yeah, I'm I'm looking and I'm faster. We are a 90, this is 97. So all right. 97. Boom. Gotcha. (laughs) So we got three more. So I don't know, man, if you guys want to give us suggestions of what you would like us to do for episode 100, Mm -hmm. we would gladly listen because we haven't really thought of anything, uh, outside the ordinary. (laughs) So, so we're going to start with our 90s rap mixtape, and we're going to start with Kev this week. Now, as is always the case, um, we pick them. Everybody else is kind of blind to what people are putting on their list. So, Kev, the first thing I want to ask you before we get started is when you were putting together your list, and of course, don't tell us who you picked yet. But I was high on cocaine, but yes, yeah, going on. <laughs> are you driving that train? Um, <laughs> that song always disturbed me, man. What if he wrecks the train because he's high on cocaine? He's riding that train. He's not driving train. it. It's like, what are you talking about? Uh, it's like riding that days. train. I know that's cocaine. why I'm not. I, <laughs> I was like, I don't know the song. He's like, what song? It's not a rap song. 
Uh, although it should be. So, Kev, when you were putting together your list, was there any like specific? Like, did you have anything in mind, or were you just like, these are just songs I like? Or, like, I'm always curious when you guys put together your list. Is there any kind of weird theme running in your head, or is it just you sit and and go? Well, here's yeah, go ahead. Well, Jay, here's my thinking process when coming up with this these lists. All right, it's <laughs> yeah. Like, so just an average day thinking. Doody, 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 doody. I like trees. Okay, and Homer. Come down from your list. <laughs> yeah. I like I trees. <laughs> Can we clip that, by the way? <laughs> he sounded like Homer Simpson. Dirty, dirty, dirty. I like trees. He's a Swedish chef and a Homer Simpson mixed together. Here's my rap song. <laughs> it's fair. It's totally fair. I mean, yeah. Cereal oh, smells good. You know, <laughs> you know, just, just random asinine thoughts. And then I come up with the list. You know, just. Um, the cereal smells like, good. I like Count Chocula. <laughs> Somebody counts in that one rap song. <laughs> <laughs> one and two, three and two, the four. <laughs> Oh God, it's great, <laughs> Matt. What about you? Like when you put yours together? I hope it's. Uh, <laughs> I hope there's. It's, it's not as good as that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> less random. I, it's a lot less random than that. Um, <laughs> I wish it was though, because that was fantastic. <laughs> uh, no, for me, it's just kind of like what songs were ones that like really stood out to me for a specific reason. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of go from there and then uh trust me everybody i'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and say this now we will be doing a part two possibly oh, a part god yeah this. we can totally yeah, talk easily. because because we went down this shit down to four songs and, and oh my god. inevitably you go shit why didn't i put that one on my list instead yeah. but at some point you gotta mm-hmm. lock them in and send them in and that's mm-hmm. just what it is yeah yeah and then then you go to see a freaking movie and they play a song and you're like damn it yep. <laughs> <laughs> it literally happened this week. <laughs> you see, folks, I mean, Matt had a way better answer than I just did. I mean, it, it's like more you know, specific because like when coming up with this list, I'm thinking about different rap songs that weren't necessarily like my favorite, but was very, I don't know, um, influential during certain time periods. Yeah. So that f- makes, sense? makes sense. Yeah. yeah no, no Totally. Does. For me, I'm usually driving down the road and I'm practicing my speech patterns. Roar, Roy from Aurora, and yeah, <laughs> and then I then the way, drive through a rural I, area. I, I yeah, go rural, ahead and say Rory. this to uh, Kevin and Stu if you're listening. Thanks for filling in for me. Hey, um, when I I couldn't be there, you guys stepped up and busted Jay's balls harder than I could have at the time. I was dying yeah, laughing at my yeah, desk listening back to that. I hate you guys so, so much. <laughs> Um, no, I kind of do like what, uh, kind of what both of you guys said. Like I really sit there and a lot of times it's like, what is influential to me? I will say on this week's list, there's actually a song I'm not that big of a fan of, but I was like, but it was such an influential song in the nineties. I, I kind of needs to be mentioned. And so I kind of waited to see if either of you guys would mention it. And then, I'll, cause I was like, I, you know, and when it didn't come on your list, I was like, all right, I'm going to bring it up. Uh, because I know people love it, and so, but I I kind of try to go with what do I love and what do I consider like really influential? Like, what was a song that 
almost uh, help. I don't want to say change genre, the genre, but direct the, where the path was going to go. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's why I think a lot of these are kind of changed the game as it were. Yeah. Now this is cool because uh, Matt and I definitely went in one direction and Kev kind of went in another, but it works out really, really well. Cause when I got Kevin's list, I'm like, yeah, okay. So <laughs> it's some stuff that's very important to talk about. And I never would have added them. So I'm glad that he did because these are important songs to talk about. So Kev, what I, we're going to let you go ahead and introduce the first song on your list and we'll play the clip and then we'll come back and talk about it. So Kev, what was your first choice? Song number one, Tennessee by Arrested Design. Some strange things that had to be, it was all a dream about Tennessee. So there you go. This is Tennessee by Arrested Development. Uh, this song came out in March of 92. It was the first single from their debut album, Three Years, Five Months, and Two Days in the Life of. Uh, it contains a sample of Prince's 88 hit Alphabet Street. The song peaked at number six on the US uh, in the US and won the Grammy Award for Best Rap Performance by a Duo or Group in 1993. So there was a 2007 poll on VH1 where viewers placed this song at number 71 on the list of the of the greatest songs of the 90s and it is listed as one of the 500 songs that shaped rock and roll by the rock and roll hall of fame was also ranked number 78 on vh1's 100 greatest songs of hip-hop we've actually talked about this song here on the show before it's a highly influential song um Mm. regarding what the song is about so uh speech uh from arrested development uh, actually said he was inspired to write the song after meeting up with his brother and his grand at his grandmother's funeral in Tennessee, and then shortly after his brother uh, died suddenly from an asthma attack. So he wrote the song uh, about the experience of losing two loved ones so close together. I would have never, I guess, I don't know. My brain would have never. T- I love. First of all, I love the song, um, but I ne- my brain wasn't thinking along these lines. So I was glad you put it on the list, but do you want to talk about what made you choose Tennessee? Uh, for me, like back during the late eighties, uh, early to mid nineties, there was like a period of rap where there was this like going back to Africa. You know, I swear to God, I thought he was going to say going back to Cali. For I did too. So, well, there was that. Too. There was that. that you know, there was going that. Back to Africa. Africa. <laughs> anyway, yes. Continue. There, there was just this, you know, um, there was this portion of rap that was focusing on getting back to, you know, African American roots. Yeah. And, you know, nowadays when I listen to rap and, you know, on occasion, you know, I might hear Kanye in the background and thinking, like, God, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> and, and I just kind of then flip on to, like, you know, old school rap like back in the 90s and you know it's kind of brings me back to a a nicer place i'll put it that way does it take you to a better place yep so take me home i take you to another place another land land does it help you forget all that hurt you (laughs) (laughs) it helps me makes me understand the plan that's that makes sense so I like what you're saying Talking though about flowers and shit. And and arrested development really kind of that kind of broke down well, how do you want to say it? like music like they they take it's way simpler. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely kind of has that like Africano vibe. And of course the dancing and even the aesthetic of their music videos. Yeah. I could, I can see that. So they were a wonderful band, like mm-hmm. just an extremely, and yeah. And extremely influential mm-hmm. at the time. Like they, I, and yeah, I think it's a wonderful choice to put on the list and a uh, great way to start the, the, the whole thing off and a great song. Um, so yeah, love it. Uh, what do you got for us next, man? What do you got for us next? Number two, Kiss You Back by Digital Underground. Yo. Kiss me, then I'll kiss you back. Yeah. Just kiss me, then I'll kiss you back. I'll kiss you back. Uh, Kiss You Back, lead single released from Digital Underground's second album, Sons of the P. The song sampled Funkadelic's 1979 hit, Not Just Knee Deep, uh, for which the song's writer George Clinton and Philip Wayne received writing credits. Uh, Released a year after the group's breakthrough single, The Humpty Dance, Kiss You Back became Digital Underground's second top 40 single, Peaking at number 40 on the Billboard Hot 100. Earned a gold certification in April of 92 for sales of 500,000 copies. Again, man, wasn't... uh, Love the song. Absolutely love it. I guess my brain was just in a certain vibe when I was putting together this list. Never would have thought to add Digital Underground. So glad you did. Uh, I understand. I mean, you always wanted to put songs by white rappers. I I get it. (laughs) I mean, yeah, both of, them. Lights, uh, <laughs> both of them. Both of them. How you roll? Why the hell you got to say that? <laughs> You're gonna make me look stupid when we get to my list. And mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at mine, going, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired! God damn it, Kevin! Uh, why kiss you back? And 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 out of all the uh, digital underground songs, why kiss you back too? Well, I mean, call me crazy, but you're crazy. I've always been. Thank you. I've always been a sucker for a funny rap group. You know, if they can make me laugh and tap my foot, you know, they're all right in my book. And you know, <laughs> digital underground, you know, I've always had a special place in my heart. You know, and kiss you back. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, really good digital underground songs. Yes. But this one is just, it's fun. It's a little romantic, but it's still a little goofy, too. So, and the video is awesome. It's in black and white. And yeah, I and, like it. And they say Shimmy Shimmy Coco Pop, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah it's yeah, a good. great song. And you're right, man. They are a lot of fun. That was one of the, uh, the digital underground was sort of a breath of fresh air. Because they were extremely talented and were saying tongue-in-cheek, fun, silly things. But when you were watching them, you're like, I don't care what they're saying. They're just so much fun to listen to. Right. And, you know, Shakti was, I don't know, he definitely had that very distinctive sound. And, I don't, yeah, great band. Great band. Love this. Love this song. And you're right. There are so many choices you could have went with, and all of them would have been equally as good. Oh yeah, do what you like. I'm do what you like. Awesome. Yeah, might be one of our tapeworm suggestions. <laughs> so could be. Um, yeah, great, great, great choice. Kev's kind of bringing it right now. Um, he's gonna go. Actually, your whole list is kind of fun. Like you don't really, you don't get too serious with your list. 
No, no. I mean, no. I you know I never really saw myself as being like. Uh, there are like serious rap songs that you know, sure, are, you know, definitely could have put on the list, but you know, I just kind of want to take it, you know, easy a little bit. And that was the kind of the good, great thing about '90s rap. You know, you had like different options. It's not digital crap that you hear every now and again. And yeah. don't get me wrong, there are like uh, artists, uh, rap artists out here now that's still like keeping things up in the game, like Kendrick Lamar, for example. Yeah. But you know, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard because when you when they're trying to weed through so much crap to you know to get to the good stuff, and it's mm-hmm. it's really hard for people like me, who I mean, I, I I would I listen to modern music, but it is so difficult for me to listen to rap now because it is so hard to find yeah. the good in all the garbage for me. Hey, remember that one dude GMC Fo show yeah. that I was telling you guys about? <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, I'm the best. Yeah. Dur- and dur- I actually <laughs> bought some of his albums. They're horrible, but <laughs> But they're great. <laughs> but they're great. And they're I would say better than what's around here swag, now. Swag, 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 swag. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you give them like a, some good beats listen, to that, uh, stuff. I yeah. mean Listen, we no skibbity, You could say he's horrible. Skibbity's great. Yeah. You could uh, you see Stewie sent us all the skip. Yeah. He just I think yeah. it and it was so random that he did mm. that. Little Big. It's like it had to have just popped into his mind. Skibbity right. by Little Big. Guys, yeah. go look it up. You got to watch the video. A, they got yeah. a new song out now too called Pendejo that's pretty fantastic. Well, all their oh, stuff yeah, is that. fantastic, but yeah, none of it's quite goofy. skibbity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh you guys go need to I just love that randomly one of our friends is just like, mm, I think everybody needs skibbity today. Yeah. <laughs> This no. happens every six or seven months. One of us just sends the other ones. Skibbity. I mean that that skibbity video is like <laughs> I want to say maybe five years old, but damn, is it still? Yeah, good. that's good. Yeah. Little big, go check yeah. them out. Um, but yeah, so all right, uh, why don't you uh, let us know what number three on your list is, Casey? Number three, Dangerous by Mr. Buster Rhymes. Afraid of us, you know this ain't the game to us. You strange to us, that's when we getting dangerous. Come on. This is serious. We could make you delirious. You should have a healthy fear of us. I'm dancing right now. I do want Okay. Yeah. So Kevin and I have talked many, many, many times about we both kind of have a love for Buster Rhymes. Um, Buster. Kevin has always been a, a monster Busta fan, and I remember really getting into him pretty early in the 90s. I will say this, putting clips together, uh, <laughs> it was hard to find 20 seconds where he doesn't drop the N-word at least four times. <laughs> I didn't realize how many times this this dude drops the N-word in this song. This song says it a lot. Um, yeah, uh, a lot. Uh, but it's yeah. such a good song, man. It is so catchy. Everything he does is just catchy as hell. Extremely talented rapper. Right. Um, this great in the Halloween movie. He's a- he's he's actually a really good actor too. Yeah, he really is. So uh, Finding Forrester, he's in Finding Forrester too. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't seen that, he's wonderful in it. So, uh, so this was released as the second single from his second album, uh, When Disaster Strikes, written by Busta Rhymes and his producer Rashad Smith. Uh, since the song contains a sample of Extra T's 1982 song E.T. Boogie. Two of the song's writers, Henry Stone and Freddie Stonewall, are also credited as, as songwriters on Dangerous. The song peaked at number nine on the Billboard Hot 100, nominated for uh, the Grammy Award for Best Rap Solo Performance at the 41st Grammy Awards, 
1999, but lost to getting jiggy with it by Will Smith. No. You know. Well, we all know about Will Smith and award shows. Listen. All right. All right. All right. I don't know. Buster could take him. I'm just saying. Yes. Easily. Here's the thing. I actually like Will Smith rap uh, quite a bit, and I love the '80s. I love DJ, love DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Right. I mean, Summertime is my jam. So it good, freaking fun. So good. I mean, they had a lot of good stuff, and I like Will Smith in the '90s too. He was getting corny. Like last night, I, I caught a clip of uh, Men in Black, the, the the song, and I was like, yeah, and I was like, I love it. Which, by the way, that soundtrack, killer. But. Even though I appreciate and have fun with getting jiggy with it, I, I don't think it shows quite the talent that Dangerous by Buster Rhymes does. Just saying. Not quite. Just saying. So, I Ke- mean, the video alone by Hype Williams, like Hype hmm. Williams, Buster Rhymes, back in the mid-90s, that was a dynamic duo yeah. as yeah. far as MTV videos. Yeah. Hype, Hype Williams videos on their own yeah, back in the like 90s. Missy Elliott, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Everything I mean, was the, a fisheye lens. He always does that fisheye with people like right. swinging in at the. Like, there's a lot of hands going towards the, the lens. <laughs> I, th- I think they like removed every other frame, of all the videos too, just to make them like look like they're the little girl coming out of the ring TV. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, especially with Missy Elliott, that was done and, a lot. And they managed to like just take a, a big box of crayons and use all the colors of the freaking rainbow yeah. in their videos. I yeah. mean, very colorful. Did do you know? Did he do um, the "Gonna Make You Sweat" the the one with Janet Jackson? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because that yeah. that video won like awards. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that it's visually it's freaking stunning, man. It is, and uh, it's like got that early CG, but it looks really cool. And the way mm-hmm. they did like all the blending, yes, the colors. That that video is mostly done in like silvers, like tones of silver, right? And yet there's like reflective pearl color coming off everything. So. Yeah, his videos are fantastic, which just added to this song. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it is hard. That I that might be part of the problem, Kev. It might be part of the problem when we're talking about rap artists and how now it's kind of cra- like we had visuals to go along with stuff, and it would it would sell the stuff, man. It's like true, yeah, because you would like blend your brain along. I don't know how to mm-hmm. explain that when we talk about these songs. How many times in your brain are you picturing the music video when you're hearing it? Right. I mean, I'll say this. I mean, a lot of times when talking about these, the videos on my list, at least, the videos kind of mesh with the image of the song that I'm listening to. But there's been times when I would, you know, you know, listen to this really cool song that I like, then watch the video, and it just kind of ruins it for me. You know, it's just like it doesn't fit the picture in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can think of a couple of uh, circum- like circumstances where that might be the case. Um, what is the – what is the um, – oh, God, I can't even think of it. Is it Another Night, maybe? Is that the one where the music video is like literally just really bad green screen and flashing colors behind them? <laughs> like this isn't good. <laughs> no, I know what it is. It's um. Oh, a place to stay. Get your booty on the floor tonight. That music video is horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the music video is so bad. And I love the song. And I watch the music video. I'm like, this looks like somebody. Like I could do that in my basement right Pump now. Up the gym. Yes. With like I mean, no shit. Yeah, I, I check <laughs> and do that video. I mean, <laughs> did what now? 
uh, uh, AI chat could like shoot that video. Yeah, it's not great. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but it is hard for songs like this, though, uh, for songs like Dangerous, not to like when when the song is playing. I'm picturing the I'm picturing him dancing I mean, to that lens. You know, it's totally the video's great. Yeah. I mean, Buster Rhymes, a white face. Uh, pre- <laughs> uh, pretending to be, um, uh, let's see, uh, lethal weapon. Uh, yeah, know, it's, sort of the, it's, it's they awesome. do. He's um, he's uh, Riggs, right? Yeah, <laughs> in the video, and it has the great Bill Duke, uh, you know, fantastic character actor yeah. slash director who's been like in a ton of stuff, including Predator, but has him as the uh, Murtaugh character. Yep. It's just fantastic. Yeah, it's a great video. Yeah. So Kev has one more song on his list, and um, yeah, <laughs> you're keeping it real, man. I can't like I can't fault you on any of this. Like the second I saw it, I'm like, I mean, yeah, this song for as cheesy as it ended up becoming. Oh, dude, it is super cheesy. I mean, it's just it a block of was everywhere, and yeah. most definitely, most definitely, one hundred percent changed the face or the style of rap one thousand percent so do you want to share with the folks at home what your final choice was all right oh number four can't touch this by mc hammer yo let me bust the funk lyrics fresh new kicks and bands you got it like that now you know you want to dance so move out of your seat and get a five girl and catch this beat while it's rolling yeah MC Hammer Can't Touch This, uh, co-written, produced, and performed by MC Hammer, released as the third single from his third album, but which, uh, please, Hammer, don't hurt him, from 1990. Uh, but really, this was the song that made everybody know who MC Hammer was. Uh, mm-hmm. It's considered his signature song. You can't really get away from that. Along with um, Hammer, Rick James shares, duh, songwriting credit for this um, with Alonzo Miller as the song samples the opening riff of Super Freak by Rick James. Actually, mm-hmm. so much so that when the songs start, it takes a second for you to know which one you're actually hearing. True. Um, so originally, Rick James wasn't given proper credit. He sued. They settled out of court. And this song also made Rick James a buttload of mm-hmm. money. Yeah. Uh, how do you not give credit for it? It's it's kind of like Vanilla Ice not giving credit for Ice Ice Baby. It's just right. Yeah. I guess like artists like back in the early '90s thought they can get away with that shit, but uh-uh. well, and I doubt it was. Yeah, and I doubt it was probably Hammer. Yeah, I don't think it was malicious. You know, with you know, like in, like Hammer's part. Hammer seems like a really cool. Dude. He does. He seems like a good dude. Yeah. What, Mister Hammer? If you're listening, please cop on the show. Oh God, we'd love yes. to have you on. Please, hundred percent. That would be amazing. Did I ever tell you guys about the time I met Hammer? I I feel like you you've told him? me. You met him too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you dude. met him. One yeah, of you guys shit. told me. Oh, oh, dude, okay. I, right, I, I want to hear your story. Well, shit, I want to hear your story first. <laughs> well, I mean, well, let's do it. I no, never you got to meet him. You suck. No. <laughs> I do. I feel, I feel like I'm missing out in life. I'm not sure. lying. <laughs> go, go ahead, Kevin. I want to hear it. All right. Uh, well, um, this is like way back early 90s, of course, but this is back when uh, Riverfront Stadium was around here in Cincinnati. And uh, Hammer had just dropped by uh, to watch his good buddy. Um, let's see, I believe it was not Eric Davis. Um, uh, shit. Barry Larkin, uh, Chris Sabo. I'm just. No. Um, let's, damn it. Uh, he was watching his friends play, you know, baseball. 
and he was in this nice you know, cover green suit, uh, just <laughs> signing autographs. And I saw him, and I was like, oh, I gotta get Hammer's autograph. And luckily, I had this goofy ass Donald Duck hat that I had like all these really cool <laughs> signatures on, and uh, and uh, you know, Hammer signed it. And uh, let's see, a few hours later, I got another, you know, Cincinnati Reds le- legend to sign it as well. Unfortunately, that hat got destroyed. But anyway, oh. yeah, that's another story. But <laughs> Hammer was super cool, had this super cool green, like evergreen suit on that I kind of wanted and eventually got back when it was out of style. Nice. But, you know, still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Hammer is a super cool dude. And oh. definitely you if you ever try to you know start beef with hammer just remember you don't mess with the hammer yeah apparently like i've, I've heard, heard stories, stories about yeah. how much of a badass that dude yeah. is i've heard I there's mean, a reason the album's called please hammer don't hurt him right yeah i mean uh, when he was with death row apparently out of all the rappers who was in death row who felt comfortable you know hanging out with suge knight and the rest of them it was hammer <laughs> You did not mess with Hammer. That's pretty toughest cool. man around. The Rev, just because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a he's a pastor now. He's like a big yeah. time pastor now. And it's weird that you say all that because like his stuff compared to everyone else's is tame. Like there's no yeah. profanity. There's right. no overly sexual. Over like it's just not. It's Except not really there. Pumps in a bump video. though. Yeah, that was disturbing. I mean. Yeah. There are little references in some of his songs too. The hammer was in a freaking thong, man. Just True. but he did the Adams Family rap, guys. Yes. Oh well, that's just golden. <laughs> Which uh, leads that leads right into my story, actually. Oh, so, all right. Yeah, right around the time that that came out, I actually ran into him at a grocery store in Kansas City, along with his entire posse. And I'm <laughs> going to say posse because they were all there. Uh, and the way that I found them was because he had that one dancer with the hair that went like straight up, like it was a yeah. like a weird flipped up baseball cap. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy's hair like stood out over everything. Like you could see him over the aisles in some <laughs> cases. Uh, but yeah, just like walking around, I was like, "What's that going on over there?" And then it kind of gets your attention. You're like, "Whoa, that guy's hair is crazy." And you look down, and MC Hammer standing next to him, like, "Holy shit!" And it was right when Adam's Groove came out. Oh, damn, that's awesome. Yeah, I went over and uh, got to meet him. That's cool. Now, for folks, for you at home, when Matt says posse, what he really means the entire city of Compton. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. He he brought along everybody. He brought it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry, not Compton, Oakland. Sorry. I was like, ooh, be careful now. Um, It's like, yeah. Well, the fact that you put this song on here and the fact that we have those stories just speaks volumes for how big this song was. The song ends up, mm-hmm. it, it won a Grammy. It won a Grammy for best R&B song um, yeah. and a Grammy for best rap solo performance. Yeah, I think it could speak for every person alive when I say that Can't Touch This, not the greatest rap song in the world, but not the worst not, rap song in the world. Yeah. yeah. But you <laughs> and it's also sp- probably the one you can sing word for word. Yeah, I mean, and you know, is this like, as far as like most iconic rap song in the nineties are, you know, I would say can't touch this. I mean, everybody's going to put that on their list. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. Considering if it was on a t-shirt, it should probably be on your list. And it right? was, it was breakthrough for the fact that it, and think about this, genuinely think about this. This was a song that was 
allowed, like kids were allowed to listen to it and yep. adults mm-hmm. were okay with it. So that in and of itself, it's kind of like when we talk about uh, Aerosmith and Run DMC doing a song together, it breaks through genres. It lets people who might not have otherwise been comfortable you know, become start becoming a pair, comfortable. A parachute pants sounds really comfortable. If right you really now. want to call those parachute pants, I don't even know what those things those, were, man. Those genie things, pants, yeah, genie pants. I mean, those things are comfortable. As yeah, as well. just a lot of breathing room. Just saying. yeah, but it seems yeah, like it gets the airflow. You'd be getting right. stuff caught, like when you're trying to walk down straight, twig would get caught. You'd be dragging. <laughs> just be dragging. <laughs> man, we we wore jinkos back in the day. That's probably. true. Yeah. Um. So, they, so those just catch water in puddles. There's some really kind of like a wick. Did there's some really cool stuff? So did you know this was the first rap song nominated for a Grammy Award for Record of the Year? Yeah, um, and that was in '91. It was also uh, also the MTV Video Music Awards for Best Rap Video and MTV Video Music Award for Best Dance Video. Um, uh, which when you look back at the dancing on the so the the video was very simple. It was like just mm-hmm. white backdrop and him dancing and then other dancers would kind of come in and they, I mean, he could dance, man. <laughs> like, yeah. uh-huh. He could straight dance I mean, and it was so much fun to watch. Slash dancer, in my opinion. Yeah. I, mean, I can't think of anybody else. Was he the inspiration for a uh, live wire from a goofy movie? I, I, don't I think so. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. If that's true. Uh, and we'll, we talk we'll about it, you know, vanilla ice came out shortly thereafter and they tried to change his style. A lot of it influenced by MC hammer. Um, which he has later kind of said, like, it's not really what he wanted to do, but when you're part of the record label and they're throwing money at you, it's kind of what you do. But it, it did end up hurting him a little bit in that it, it it was hard for people to take him as a serious rapper after that. So Totally meant power line, by the way. I didn't even catch that you messed it up, man. I was fine I with did. it. I didn't even watch the movie, <laughs> so you're good. <laughs> uh, so for those of you who don't know, this song peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot R&B, hip-hop, singles, and tracks chart, and it charted in multiple countries. This song, when we say it was everywhere, oh, we true. mean this song was everywhere. And for a I while... Mean, Penguins was doing hammer time, you know, <laughs> out in Antarctica. So. Yeah, I mean, you're not you're not far off. Like, right. And, and for a while, hammer was everywhere. Like, it was... He, I, I used to watch Hammer Man, the cartoon for pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched that as well. You know, and... You know, Prey was a huge smash hit, and like you said, the Adam's Groove, mm-hmm. and he was everywhere for a minute, and everybody was singing his stuff, and you knew most of the lyrics. You could sing this entire song. It wasn't uncommon to hear people like singing Can't Touch This, so. Right. Um, now we're going to go into my list. Um, I'm not going to say that all my stuff is serious. There's definitely some fun stuff on... Um, my list and Matt's list, uh, but we didn't keep it as, as much fun as you did. So I'm going to start off my first uh, song right here with Nothing But a G Thing. I think they in the mood for some motherfucking G shit. Yeah. So drink, but uh, gotta give them what they want. What's that, G? We gotta break them off something. Hell yeah. And it's gotta be. I mean, if we're talking 90s rap, you got to have – that was good, guys. I loved it. You got to have Nothing But a G Thing by Dr. Dre featuring Snoop D-O-double-G. Uh, this was off Dre's debut solo album, The Chronic, from 1992, which in and of itself was kind of a iconic 90s rap album. Uh, this was the album's first single. It reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100 in 93 behind, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, number two was Informer by Snow. <laughs> no. 
white rappers. The song, he's not on my list. Uh, yeah. The song was selected by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as one of the 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Double uh, uh, XL uh, Magazine named it the top hip-hop song of the decade. The song samples I Want to Do Something Freaky to You by Leon Haywood. Uh, this is Dre's only song on Rolling Stone's list of 500 greatest songs of all time. Ranked that at number, is, uh, hold on, uh, ranked at number 419, not counting two other songs that either feature Dre as a producer or on mm-hmm. vocals. In other words, NWA's Fuck the Police and Tupac's California Love are on that list. This is just Dre's song. Like, those other songs feature Dre, or he mm. produced them. This is Dre song featuring Snoop. So, and that that's honestly the thing that gets so confusing with rap music is like, wait, whose song? Whose song is this? Is this? Right? Because like, is this a Dr. Dre song or is this mm-hmm. a Snoop Dogg song? And Snoop I mean, is Dr. Dre with Snoop Dogg. And Snoop with Dr. Dre. Yes, and, and that's and, another thing about the '90s was like pretty famous for is like rappers going on to like other rappers' albums, and you oh, yeah. don't know which ones which. I mean, the Wu Tang pretty much started that. Yeah. yeah. And they had like nine members who would go on everybody else's albums. Right. Well, to figure out a way. That was like a nice little hustle that they came up with because yeah. now all those separate albums, the Wu Tang gets all those royalties. Yeah. Well, they're brilliant. I mean, yeah. Wu Tang are, they're brilliant. Like, Wu Tang. They, they learned how to market them. themselves in such a way that they are everywhere. They are everywhere. Yeah. Um, but the thing about this song is, and, like you guys were just, it's hard to tell because it's not like Snoop just does a hook. I mean, he mm. raps are a big chunk of this song. He's got his own verses, and, and it's what's kind of them telling their story, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, which is all about getting laid and having a party <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean, and that's the video too. Yeah. That's, that's the whole video. It's like, it's, it actually, this song started a very specific type of video uh, for rap music as well. The kind of like, uh, what do you want to call it? Almost like we're just filming what's going on for the day kind of thing. There's no yeah. like weird backgrounds and, and yeah, with a crane, Every, everything's filmed right. with a crane. Yeah, Nowadays but, it'd be a drone, but, but I'm saying there's no, like we're not putting special effects in the background. There's just a bunch of people like yeah. rapping and people playing volleyball, drinking and, and play. Yeah. Having a house cost. party essentially. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of became, um, a staple of rap videos there for a while in, in the nineties. So lots of blurred t-shirts, <laughs> lots, of blurred lots, t-shirts. lots, lots. I, I love when they made wrong. fun of that on uh, uh Saturday night live with the Wayne's world. And he's like, what is he blurring? They removed the blur and it's the leprechaun. And <laughs> Ooh, I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> leprechaun. Oh, oh, stop. Stop. Me, oh. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Um, so I definitely went a little more traditional with a few of mine, but it's it's because of how like how these songs changed or how these albums changed um, rap music in the '90s. You got to consider Chronic is 1991, 1992, like, and so we're right at the beginning, and we're starting again to see the shift. I mean, we had NWA, and Dre was already a name, but now Dre is slowly starting to shift into what Dre became. Yeah, um, right. This massive producer and started having his hands in so many people's albums, and rightly so, because he's fucking talented. So, yeah, I mean, he got those beats. He got those beats by Drew. <laughs> and sold those for a lot of money. He's a rich, yeah, rich man. He's a rich, rich man. Rich. I'm sure Snoop's not hurting either. So, 
No, I think he's Hanging all right. Out with Martha Stewart. Get those free meals, you know, smoking that good stuff. <laughs> so my next my next song is uh oh, freaking awesome song. Again, so we're kind of going into the um the era of storytelling in right. rap. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, hold on, I just had a thought. A quick question, guys. Do you mm-hmm. think Snoop and Martha got it on? Yes. All right, that's yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. At yeah. least, not where I thought you were I going would. with that, but at um, least once, yeah. maybe. So. I'd, yeah, I mean, I'd hit, like I did it for the story. Yeah. I mean, story, free meals, you know, <laughs> can't go wrong. All right, continue. Um, but we're we're entering this era of like storytelling, uh, where actually a lot uh, of the songs. I think I know where you're going with this. Probably you don't. Uh, but a lot of the songs on our list, it's just. Mine and Matt's especially, it's just like them telling stories of of what's going on. Uh, this next song for me is, I just absolutely love this song. And I kind of wonder, well, well, I'll ask the question here. Uh, my next song is Warren G and Regulate. Mona. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warmer G was on the streets trying to console some skirts for the. All right, so this is Regulate by uh, Warren G yeah. featuring Nate Dogg. Released and in Michael the McDonald. spring of 19. Yes, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, released in the spring of 94 is the first single on the. <laughs> that would be so great. If he's like, yeah, I keep fucking working on it. I actually think they did that, but we'll talk about that. Um, I actually think they might have done a live thing together at some point. Uh, I uh, I don't know about with Michael McDonald, but I know 100% that uh, Nate Dogg and Kenny G did a thing crazy. together where they did Regulators, what? where Kenny G played all of Warren G's parts on a saxophone. That's fantastic. <laughs> that is a very real thing. That That's I'm so good. Thank you for doing that, Kenny G. Kenny a little G respect, my a friend. a lot of shit for, you know, yeah. some reason. But yeah. but he has a sense of humor about himself. Yeah. And yeah. That- I, I, I believe it was on Jimmy Kimmel Live where they do... Um, they did a thing. Uh, yeah, he does that stuff Fallout, a lot. Fallout Boys to Men was another thing. That's they pretty did. great. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty great. Jimmy. And they had um, Fallout Boy and Boys to Men doing Motown Philly, which that's, is that's pretty great. Awesome as hell. Nice. So, but yeah, that I'll have to find that clip to send it to you guys later. Well, Regulate comes out in '94, right? And this is the year I'm graduating. Um, it's the first single on the soundtrack for the film Above the Rim, and then later Warren G would put it on his debut album, Regulate G Funk Era. Uh, this song reached number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, number eight on the R&B Hip Hop chart. Regulate was number 98 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of Hip Hop. Uh, like you said, a sample from Michael McDonald's, I keep forgetting, is used. It also samples Sign of the Times by Bob James and Let Me Ride by Dr. Dre. Regulate became Def Jam's biggest single uh, during much of the summer of 94. The video stayed number one on the MTV charts. Uh, in the video played on MTV, the word cold was cut out from the line, Nate Dog is about to make some bodies turn cold. Uh, Spin Magazine actually came out about this and said that's freaking racist because more explicit songs uh, like from from artists like Johnny Cash were not getting censored. So why were they censoring the song or the word cold? This will also take any of you youngins back to to understand 
They did some weird shit in the 90s, man. Yep. (laughs) Like the stuff they would tell them they weren't allowed to say. And and I'm like, what? And meanwhile, you'll have MTV Spring Break? (laughs) Like, I don't understand. Like, it doesn't didn't make any sense to me. We call those the formative years, by the way. Um so this song's kind of the same vein, man. They're they it's Warren G is telling a story about driving down the street and seeing some guys, I think they're like playing craps or something, right? And he's like stops to play with them and instead they jump him and beat him. Like it's a whole story. And so we're kind of entering this like this era of storytelling in in rap music. Also, sampling is a huge thing, but what a cool song to sample. Like, mm-hmm. I keep forgetting is like, it just sort of works yeah, for this song. it totally works. My question is, what happened to Warren G? Like, where did Warren G go? I don't know. You don't really, I haven't really heard anything in a while. All I know is uh, Warren G, you know, great rapper, horrible president. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. Thank hey, you. Are, are we back to shitting on like long dead presidents again? Because <laughs> yes. I remember that day. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It's so good. <laughs> um, so Kev, you got me. Uh, we're gonna enter the the white rapper. Um, one of them. Uh, everybody can probably guess who it is. And uh, with that being said, you can or probably guess can you? why it is why I picked this song. So I said earlier, there's a song on my list I'm actually not that big of a fan of. I actually never really was. And if I were to tell you one of his songs that I like, this would not be it. But Eminem's My Name Is is kind of a big deal. My name is... Excuse me. My name is... Can I have the attention of the class? For one second. Uh, yeah, my name is Eminem from his second album, The Slim Shady LP from 1999. Uh, it's also the opening song and lead single of the album. The song samples, uh, I'm sorry, the song, <laughs> there should be a period there. The song mm-hmm. samples Labby Sifri's 1975, is, am I saying that? Labby Sifri's 1975 track, I Got The. The song was ranked at number 26 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 90s. It peaked at number 36 on the Billboard Hot 100, becoming Eminem's first top 40 hit there. The song was placed at number 39 by Rolling Stones on their list of 100 Greatest Hip-Hop Songs of All Time. And in April 2016, that happened. Um, I like to kind of give those dates so you guys kind of know things do change and shift over time when, you know, I don't know why that is, but it is. Uh, the recording earned Eminem his first Grammy Award for Best Rap Solo Performance at the 42nd Grammy Awards in 2000. I don't like this song much. I think the lyrics are just gibberish and don't make sense. Like, I don't always feel like he's telling a complete story. He's just saying some stuff because it rhymes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, One, I totally 1,000% understand what you're saying. Um, for me, like, Eminem... I have the upteenth amount of respect. Me too. For yeah, hundred percent. Yes, but I've never been like a huge Eminem fan. If that makes sense. By the way, Mr. Eminem or Mr. M, I congratulate you for fifteen years of sobriety. Yeah, yeah. you know, pretty awesome feat. Yeah. But yeah. So I'm a fifty-fifty 
Eminem fan. Like mm-hmm. I probably like fifty percent of the stuff he puts out. I'm like, that's really fucking good. And right. fifty percent of the stuff he puts out, I'm like, yeah. But I almost feel like that's just who he is, and he doesn't care. Like, yeah. I how does one say this? Eminem is the Garth Brooks of rap music, and that <laughs> no, hold on, follow me for just a second. Garth Brooks. Oh, I am. I'm just really Garth Brooks. Way back to Garth Eminem. Brooks will put out. He's talked about this. Get a Garth Brooks album. I don't like country much, but Garth Brooks releases some stuff that I think is like, that song is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. On the same Probably note, by he'll, Billy Joel. he will turn around and he'll, he'll give you, he'll give us a, a thunder rolls yeah, or shameless. And then he'll turn around and give us long neck bottle, let go my hand mm-hmm. or three of a kind working on a full house. But he has talked about that and he's like, and it's not that he dislikes those songs. He's like, but those are for my country music fans. I put those on there for people who like that stuff. And I kind of feel like Eminem kind of does similar stuff where it's like, I'm going to give you something really hardcore and serious, something that speaks to you. And then I'm going to give you my name is because I just. Yeah, that makes sense. You just kind of want to. Like, it's fun and stupid and who can take it serious. Yeah. And. Uh, what, I- Oh, go ahead. Sorry. And I, and so, like you said, I respect him a lot. Also, mm-hmm. look, you can't deny the talent. Yeah. You know, the talent I, is there, and he I gets would a lot say of respect. He's one of the greatest rappers of all time, to be honest. I, I don't think I he's would disagree. Yeah. yeah, don't think I would disagree. So it's it's one of those, and and again, it was we joke about it, but it was it, it's usually the shoe on the other foot in this world. Where it's for once, it's hard for a, a white guy to get respect in a certain field, as opposed to the way the world yeah. usually. Yeah, that's the sound <laughs> of my freaking violin. No, 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 no. I'm saying <laughs> usually it's the total reverse, right? Right. Yeah. Usually it's 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 the you know black guy trying to get people to pay attention to like I I'm actually good at this thing, and so I think that when he walked into this world, it's like ah look, we got another white rapper. And they're like, oh, shit, this guy's actually had, pretty fucking he had good. something to prove, and then he yeah. 100% did. Yeah, and he yeah, wasn't he did. fake. Yeah, right. And he actually re- actually respects the culture behind and rap music. that is he's huge. No, yeah, he's no Iggy Azalea or a <laughs> uh, kid rock from the early uh, ni- oh, sorry, late 90s. Or so he's early. actually... Yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah. fuck that guy. <laughs> but yes, that's what I mean when I say that is where I think Eminem came in and earned respect because it's like, oh, he's not fake. Like you said, he actually respected the culture behind it, meaning he's not just in this for the paycheck. He came in and he was telling the stories of his life and he wasn't trying to make himself, make all of us believe he was some like, you know, from some other place that he wasn't. He really was from where he said he was and really did deal with the things he said he did. He wasn't from right. some rich person's house in New Jersey trying to convince us he was some like gangsta who he was not. You know, uh, and a I, chick from Australia who decided to get butt implants just to <laughs> fit in. So And that's what I mean when I say like yeah. when he came in and garnered the respect, that opened the doors for I think that allowed people to go, okay all right, maybe we should be a little more open and listen. Maybe there are some other ones. They're not all freaking snow. (laughs) (laughs) And farmer. Look, there's just not a lot of, there's not a lot of um, white rappers. 
that really make it big. That just doesn't happen. I mean, you often. have Beastie Boys. Yeah, but yeah. even they yeah. they were a little bit different style if you consider that's true what was going on. So yeah. it and happens. They didn't start off as rap. It just doesn't happen as often. So I think when you're coming from a flip culture here, where African 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 Americans, jeez, man, who Rural King. Yeah, who, right. <laughs> hey, listen, it happened. And apparently African-American. <laughs> I can say African-American. Um, but when you're coming from a culture where it's like, okay, we have like kind of created a genre here. We have always struggled. Well, that's not always true. It is Music is, is kind of the great equalizer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I would say that all throughout history, even through times of history when things were definitely more divided, it's weird to think that even though the world there was like very racist parts of the world and stuff, talented black musicians were still yeah. accepted. Isn't that they weird? They were still shaking their ass to Little Richard. Isn't that freaking yeah. weird? It's so bizarre when you think about it. Who, who was definitely discriminated against for multiple reasons. Well, like there, look at Billie Holiday. Uh, yeah, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, her life was so freaking difficult and complicated because of it mm-hmm. and it's like it's so i yeah, think it's fruit i think it's i get it so it's like so now you've got black artists creating you know uh, something that is very kind of personal mm-hmm. and so i don't think it was so much like we're not going to let white people in so much as we're not going to let disrespectful white people in if you don't understand the culture valid. that yeah. sounds very valid right there yeah, oh, yeah. if you don't understand like, the you, culture you, and you're just yeah, trying to make money fuck yeah, you if you can hang with there's Dr. not going to be Gray any and Pat Snoop Dogg Boone and have bullshit. them respect you yes mm-hmm. and yeah exactly no pat boone trying to be <laughs> that would have been yeah. great though i actually think they might have been like no no Too pat boone rap Rap, Pat Boone, rap. Yeah, none of that. So, and that's what I mean. I think when Eminem came in, it was like, okay, all right, he has skills, he's respectful, cool. And it, again, it kind of changed the scene a little bit. So, mm-hmm. kind of had to be on there. There are songs yeah. I love much more, uh, but this is his first big hit, and a lot of those songs come in the two thousands. So, it's just the way it is. Uh, but don't worry, Kev. I take it black. Uh, take it black. I take it black. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm taking it. The button, hit the button, hit I'm the button. Taking it, hit it. Damn it. Hit it. I gotta click it. I, uh... Don't worry, Kevin. I'm taking it back to a black uh-huh. artist. <laughs> and a true... And a, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of great. Uh, and a truly, again, exceptionally influential artist um, who, yeah, I mean, again, massively huge. Unfortunately, uh, we lost him recently, but... Uh, my next song is DMX and Rough Rider oh. Anthem. Just cause I can't stand you, put my shit on tapes, like you bustin' grapes. Think you holdin' late, then you haven't met the apes. Stop, drop, shut down. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to talk 90s rap without talking DMX, and really hard to talk 90s rap without mentioning the Rough Riders anthem. Uh, this song came out in 1998, third single from his debut studio album, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. 
So in 2008, the song was ranked at number 79 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of Hip Hop in the U.S. Upon the song's initial release, it originally peaked at number 93 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, uh, but it peaked again at number 16 following his uh, death in April of 2021. So Swizz Beats um, came up with the beat for the song, okay? And he says that DMX didn't want to do the song. In fact, he said he did not like it at all. Uh, according to Swizz Beats, uh, DMX was like, man, that sounds like some rock and roll track. I need some hip hop shit. I'm not doing that. It's not, um, it's, it's not hood enough. So despite Swizz Beats best efforts, it was, it wasn't until DMX's uncle Darren and Joaquin Dean, co-founders of the Rough Riders, they actually convinced DMX to give this track a chance. And so, they did. They sit down. They laid the tra- they laid the 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 vocals for it and everything. And that that's when he kind of realized, oh shit, it works. So I think that's a really cool story of how. And and it's weird because then it becomes the Rough Rider anthem. So not only did it work, but it, apparently it was a massive success for them. So yeah, very influential song. Had to kind of go with it. So good choice. Yeah. yeah. I told you I was taking a black, right? Black to DMX. (laughs) I mean, you know, yeah. So we talked, I know we talked uh, briefly last week. It's really difficult when you lose like DMX and then we lost, you know, Coolio recently. And like, I don't think people understand. Still trying to find out about Tupac. (laughs) We don't, we we might've lost him. He might just be in Cuba. We're not sure. Um, sure but it's it's <laughs> look we're not conspiracy theorists but there are some really intriguing things uh and then the whole thing that went on with dmx and how he passed away was just really hard to like deal with and these voices come in and they're they're so unique right dmx comes with this like grungier like gruff kind of kind of thing mm-hmm. that he delivers and it's like real like like crunk rap <laughs> it's like uh, yeah. oh you know there's yeah like, like yeah. it's hard there's definitely uh they and and i know there's like regions when it comes to rap you know you got midwest dirty south mm-hmm. like new york you know east coast west coast all that every area of the country has a different style yes dmx i think has like he's right in can't remember exactly where he's from but it's it's very much tied to like his personal like area no which is pretty great yeah and he gets people charged because i was probably talking a lot of shit (laughs) (laughs) i'm not kind of any of it he gets people kind of pumped too yeah like there's a lot of like Uh, this is good gym music it's pump up music big time big time so that was you know the gym if i went to the gym i'd listen to dmx yeah, it's, it's, it's like a good treadmill song <laughs> i yeah, would think yeah, it's good, <laughs> like going to dunkin Donuts. i'm not even sure what a treadmill yeah. is i'm gonna be honest yeah. i've heard the yeah. term yeah <laughs> it's a good dunkin Donuts. it's a good song. night out at it's, the, a, it's know, a good dunkin donut song so that's my list those are the four i chose um and yeah, obviously I had to to cut it down, and uh, it was it was difficult for me to put my name is, but when I really stopped and thought about it, I'm like, but it was a huge song, and it changed. I again, kind of like can't touch this made. It, 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 they make branches, right? Yeah. So 
they like branch off and we have the multiverse because of these songs. Like they almost help create a genre or they help define a genre or, you know, subgenre. So kind of important. Uh, we're going to go into Matt's list next. Um, Matt. Yeah. Uh, we're going to let you introduce the stuff that you put on your list. Matt kind of went, um, I mean, you kept it kind of fun, but also kind of, you're kind of in the middle here. You're kind of. Yeah. A little go, fun. Yeah, he sad. went a little fun, a little storytelling. Just, I don't Something will make me happy. There's anything sad. Not a whole lot of sad, I think, on anybody's list, was there? Yeah. No. In, in fact, one of mine's a pretty positive song, actually. Oh, well, yeah. It is. We'll get there. I'm just going to tease that out like a BuzzFeed article. There you go. <laughs> uh, Number you, three might shock you. <laughs> but but maybe it won't. Every time maybe they do that, I'm, yeah. I get to number three, I'm like, no. I wasn't that shocked. You kind of oversold it. It's like you're gonna you're gonna run into something on TikTok, Matt. It's gonna. I hope uh, hopefully it'll drive you as nuts as it drives me. It's like people will be like movie from the '90s, nobody remembers, and I'm like, oh god, yeah, I fucking yeah, know yeah, that. No, movie. I haven't I haven't come across that yet. But, <laughs> no, uh, we all I remember. Let's just say my my for you page is still being formed, and right now it's a lot of news, and I'm like, oh geez, I well, clicked one thing. Well, it's just one like thing. Every time they go, nobody remembers. I'm like, yeah, no, like everyone remembers. Everybody knows stupid. that movie. You just thought you were special, and you're not. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, Matt, why don't you uh, why don't you kick it off and introduce your first song? All right, hey everybody. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a little song called Gin and Juice. Shit, I got a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys do too. So turn off the lights and close the door. But for what we don't know, yeah. So we gonna smoke a house today. So this is Snoop Dogg, <laughs> but it's produced by Dr. Dre. <laughs> Well, so there you go. This is yeah, Gin and a lot Juice. Of crossover. Yeah. Um, I I actually, for me personally, went back and forth. Uh, is it do I put Gin and Juice or nothing but a G thing? Because to I mean, me, either way, you can't go wrong. I mean, right, obviously. right. And both of these songs, both of those songs, hold a very specific mm-hmm. vibe of '90s rap yep. to me, and and I give a very strong emotional re- response, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so this was released in January of 1994. Uh, second single from his debut album, Doggy Style. The song peaked at number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 in the United States. Earned a gold certification from the RIAA. Sold 700,000 copies. Nominated for the 95 Grammy Award for Best Rap Solo Performance. Listed as number eight on VH1's 100 Greatest Hip Hop Songs. And this is the song... That kind of cemented Snoop. Like he was, forget it. Like doggy style and this song, like it, you knew right then. This guy's not going anywhere. This right. guy's amazing. He's going to make wine one day. He is. And apparently gin. And he's going to have his own strain of weed with freaking Jaleel White. <laughs> so, <laughs> AKA Steve Urkel. The purple yes. Urkel, which uh, is brilliant. Is that actually what it is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, they promote it together. It's pretty, uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, And again, Snoop comes out and he's just totally different. He gives this like, look at me, I'm this tall, almost nerdy looking dude, and I'm just chill as chill Mm -hmm. can be on every track I drop. But it's going to, but it works. It works. And Gin and Juice is one of those. 
I, I use the word iconic a lot, but it's yeah, iconic. No. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I would say if you're coming up with a list of like top 10 greatest rap songs, this is on there. It kind of needs to be, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a great song. And there's a really fun punk cover of it. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all right. It's oh, all right. I love it. I love it because they don't even try. It's just like, I don't know. It, yeah. It's, it's fun. But. Yeah, is that? Uh, I think it's Hot Water Music that does that one. I don't I know. I don't think I don't so. Know. I need to yeah. check that out. Well, I mean, there might yeah. be multiples too. You know, there probably are. Oh, I, I think I know which one you're talking about. The one that uh, on like LimeWire and Napster has always said that it was less than Jake. It might be less than Jake. I don't know. So, but an hmm. induce cover. We'll look this up. But we'll, Matt, allegedly, oh, allegedly, there's one that was done by Fish, but it's not. So yeah, why yeah. gin and juice? I mean, besides everything we just said. Um, it, it's another one of those songs that, you know, That's for like, whatever reason, just became like an earworm and got stuck in my head and ended up becoming. Cause uh, that freaking music, uh-huh. like it's genius. Yeah. It, be, it became one of those songs that like you end up learning every word to it, even though you never drank gin and juice. But then never. after this song played, did you have a, a gin and juice addiction? No. Nor did I ever uh, have some. He was never chronic. He was never driving down the street smoking endo. (laughs) Never have truly appreciated the song. I'm sorry, I have not. No, but he has quite often had his mind on his money, and he's his money on his mind. That happens. uh, Yeah, financial woes are definitely uh, something I've dealt with in the past. And and every once in a while, he has a pocket full of rubbers. He's like, mm, I, don't, yeah, I never really no. needed a whole pocket full. It was, no. it was maybe one. <laughs> no, I'm kind of a nerd. Like, I was trying to help, were man. just like, wow, that's, that's you got one? I was trying it's to help. too many. Yeah, and it's oh, been in my wallet for <laughs> so long, there's a permanent ring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got old trusty here in the old, back pocket. I don't know how trusty old trusty. One day became old crusty. I don't know how trusty old trusty is. It's been in there so long. But. Uh, it just got a few holes in it. Just got what's what's, what's the shelf there. life on these things? <laughs> it was it was pinned to a, a cork board in the dorm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is this one okay to use? <laughs> Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went to a religious college, and that's that may or may not be a thing that I saw one time. And I was like, "You guys, come on!" <laughs> I went to a religious college. You say the weirdest shit sometimes, right? Oh, I do want to say that well, it wasn't um, true. That uh, well, we know it's true. We always yeah. believed you. You didn't have to mm-hmm. go out and find a friend to validate your surge story. We believed you, but. That video, I have been redeemed. That video, you were not not. You weren't redeemed. We believed you. <laughs> Uh, but there's a video up on all of our socials, pretty much, um, where Matt finds a friend of his from high school, and she yep. uh, validates the Surge Cola showing up at the school and just handing <laughs> and out Surge. So yeah. uh, go over TikTok and the Reels mm-hmm. on Instagram, and I I think it's on our YouTube. And Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. wanted the world to know. They know. They know. <laughs> like. You can shut up about it now. Well, that being said, hey, go over uh, <laughs> Demonic Toys Review is up on YouTube right now. You guys Hell should yeah, go over is. and check that out because Matt and I had a lot of fun doing that one. That's how we're going to start doing all of them, I think, like, moving forward. So, For real, when I'm in tears while editing the video from laughing so hard. Yeah, we got a little crazy. <laughs> it took way too long for me to edit that because I had to keep stopping and laughing for <laughs> So Yeah, Lady uh, Cop is all I'm saying. Lady and Cop. If you want to know Lady Cop, you got to go watch it. 
Uh, Matt, what's next on your list, man? Uh, Kevin. Kevin? Okay. Hey, look, I I talk about I talk about. Well, it's not just a white boy. I talk. Actually, we white boy with some validation. Yeah, but it's it's the only way to validate this white group uh, rapping. And uh, Kevin's already sort of brought them up. So go ahead. So I'm uh, I'm bringing in in together now. By Limp Biscuit featuring Method Man. There you go. I mean, if you want to validate yourself, you get Method Man. So, uh, so this is Limp Biscuit featuring Method Man, third single from their second album, Significant Other. Uh, Method Man had heard about Limp Biscuit. And he actually wanted to record with them because he'd never worked with a rock band before. So um, DJ Premier of Gangstar uh, produced the song. And even though at first he refused to do it, um, according to Wes Borland, uh, the band wanted to record a track that was straight up hip hop. And DJ Premier uh, wasn't sure of Fred Durst's rapping ability. Um, he actually said in an interview... Uh, to me, Fred was dope with what they did, but when it came to the emceeing aspect of what I was used to, I was very, very hesitant to do it. I was like, yo, man, I'm just not feeling the way you rap. <laughs> um, <laughs> after a meeting with Durst and hearing Method Man was going to be featured on the track, he became interested. Uh, and then he said that Durst impressed him by offering to work with him however he needed him to to help improve his performance. And he revealed that he owned the entire DJ Premier Tape Kings mixtape collection, which I think is what really sold Premier. Like, in the oh end. well, okay, <laughs> you yeah, bought all my yeah, shit. I guess I'll yeah. do it. Uh, I would, I would love to talk to Fred Durst. Actually, yeah, um, very I would as well. Yeah, really. Uh, I mean, we'll try not to mention Woodstock '99. Now you know. I mean, yeah. Do, so to put the go back to Woodstock '99. Was that the What's song? That lit the powder keg. Were they the band that lit the powder keg? Yes. Do I think they knew that's what was going to happen? No. No. I don't think that I mean, they knew that it was going to do Yeah. I mean, this is what they did. What they did at Woodstock 99 is what they probably would have normally done at a regular show. Sure. Absolutely. Got hyped up. Yeah. And for the record, they are still together, and you can watch some of their more recent live performances. Uh, fans are still going absolutely sure. ape shit whenever that song plays. Yeah, I would. And they usually they usually do that as a. I, I'll as have a, to I'll have to do uh, some digging and see if we can find somebody from Limp Biscuit to get them. See if we can get somebody on the show because West Borland, please. Oh, I would love to talk West to West Borland. Borland. They they would be a very interesting band to talk to. Uh, again, mm, yes. they come out they're a totally different sound than than anything we're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for we the record, new metal episode. I do too. not. Uh, dislike Limp Biscuit. I don't like Faith. Can't stand <laughs> it. But I like them. And this song was really cool. And I actually was kind of like, all right, Fred, like you're, you know, and again, if you're going to get Method Man on board and he actually approached them, I think yeah. that speaks a lot. So obviously he heard something and and what they were doing. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Matt, uh, I know you're a Limp Bizkit fan. Yes. Uh, is that why you chose this? or? Um, honestly, and this may, uh, this may shock some people, um, 
this is probably my introduction to Wu-Tang Clan. Really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I was not as familiar with the whole, you know, the, the clan, if you will. Uh, the Wu-Tang Clan, I should specify. <laughs> I was about to say, let's close like, that. Hang on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was not very familiar with the, the the vast majority of their catalog until I heard in Together Now mm-hmm. and was like, who is this guy? Like Method Man. Like, oh, this is crazy. Oh, he's from, from Wu-Tang Clan. I should check that out. And I kind of reverse engineered it. And now I'm a, a Wu-Tang fan, if you will. Ah. For life. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cash rule everything around. I actually yeah. didn't know about them in, until I had a baby because, as we know, Wu-Tang's for the children. Wu-Tang's mm-hmm. for the kids. Um, actually, uh, I, now that you say that, um, I'd, I'd heard of the Wu-Tang Clan. I knew I knew of them, but I probably was more introduced through their separate solo endeavors. Yeah, uh, I could totally like see that. Old Dirty Bastard. Yeah, uh, Method Man and ODB. Yeah. I think uh, I kind of knew of them on their individual levels, and I was like, oh, they're oh, they're all from the Wu-Tang Club. Oh, okay. Yeah. So also, I, a lot of them are actors and also are fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Dude, it's again, very strange. Wu-Tang, man, they're geniuses. Like, I don't know who spearheads that whole with? thing. But it's... I believe it's RZA. That wouldn't shock me. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, just, he seems like the businessman. Of just the fucking intelligent. Like, like figures out like how to, to just promote themselves and how to market themselves in such a way that, like like we said, even if you didn't know him, you knew him. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you weren't listening, you know who Wu-Tang is. Yeah. So, and what a great name. <laughs> like, yeah. seriously, what an awesome name. Wu-Tang. Yeah. Wu-Tang. It's so much fun to say. Wu-Tang. Um, Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. <laughs> ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. All right. Love it. <laughs> uh, so, Matt, what's uh, what's next on your list? Now, this next song is telling a, a, a complete it's a, story. Yeah, it's another story song. And it's a very In happy fact, song. it's telling a story about a very specific day. Yes. And that day, if, I, uh, if my are- memory serves correct... Is January twentieth, nineteen ninety two. Totally incorrect, but we'll get to that. Well, yeah, whatever. We'll we'll figure <laughs> that out. I got I got the notes in front of me here. January twentieth, nineteen twenty two, aka National Good Day Day, declared by one Ice Cube because it was as hell, but no. <laughs> yeah, <enough>. sorry. <laughs> Today I didn't even have to use my AK. I gotta say it was a good. Uh, Ice Cube, It Was a Good Day, released February 1993, second single from his third solo album, The Predator. Peaked at number seven on the Billboard Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart and number 27 on the UK charts. On the Billboard Hot 100, the song peaked at number 15, making it Cube's highest charting single on the chart to date. It was ranked as uh, number 81 on the list of greatest rap songs of all time uh, by About.com. Number 77 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 90s. Number 36 on Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest Hip song, hip Hop Songs of All Time. And number 352 on their list of top 500 best songs of all time. So we're going to talk yeah. about this, right? Yes. So some comedian. Who was it? Do you know who was? Uh, Donovan Strain is the person who looked this up. Yeah, so he broke this down and tried to figure out what day in particular... Uh, he was talking about. Let me first say, uh, Cube has come out and said the song was the inspiration. Uh, the inspiration for the song was my life at the time. I was at mm-hmm. the top of the rap game. 
I was, it was the summer of 92 and I was in a hotel room, really in a state of euphoria. I had all the money I had dreamed of. I was in a good frame of mind. And I remember thinking, okay, there's been the riots. People know I will deal with that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that means, but I, yeah, I, I think he funny. meant like in music, he'll deal with talking about it. Yeah. Um, He's actually Batman, guys. You didn't know, but Ice, say, Cube yeah. Ice Cube is Batman. Which after Batman, he's done you know, releasing no Vaseline, he yeah. goes back on the streets which, and you know, releasing more anger. I could yeah. totally have seen him like in costume, like Dying going through the, the streets. The outfit, yeah. Yeah. Outfit. Would have been awesome. Um and he said, But what about all the good days I had? Uh, the song samples the Isley, the Isley Brothers' Footsteps in the Dark, Parts 1 and 2, and Sexy Mama by The Moments. Now, Matt, I want you to talk about um, the fact that there's been a lot of folks out there who have tried to pinpoint the exact day this song is about. Uh, it's a whole internet meme, actually. So, Matt, do you yes. want to try to break down uh, what that's about, and then I'll talk about what Ice Cube says about that. Uh, yeah, I actually have it pulled up in front, and I'll just kind of... I'll just give it a quick little rundown. Uh, he's got it broken down by different clues within the song. Okay. Uh, clue number one, went to Short Dog's house. They watched uh, Yo! MTV Raps. Yo! MTV Raps first aired August 6, 1988. Clue number two, uh, the release date of the song was February 23rd of uh, when today was a good day was released. Uh, clue number three is the day the, Le- the Lakers beat the Supersonics and between the dates of August 6, 1988, and the release date of the song, there's a whole list of dates. Uh, so they took those dates as possible songs or possible dates that uh, The Good Day was based on. Clue number four was the dates where the Lakers won over the Supersonics, not just where they played each other, uh, and that the day, in fact, also had no smog, which is another context clue of the song which narrows us down to four specific dates. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Clue number five, got a beep from Kim and she can fuck all night. All right. Beepers weren't adopted by mobile phone <laughs> companies right. until the, until the nineties dates left on this list where mobile beepers were available to the public Two dates, January 18th, 1981 and January 20th, 1992. Clue number six. <laughs> and the final clue ice cubes starred in the film, Boys in the Hood, which was released late summer of 1991, but was busy, or sorry, but was being filmed mid mid to late 1990, early 1991, and Ice Cube was busy on set filming the movie on January 18th, 1991. Too busy to be lounging around the streets with no plans. So ladies and gentlemen, the only day where YoMTV Raps was on air, it was a clear smogless day, beepers were commercially sold, the Lakers beat the Supersonics, and Ice Cube had no events to attend to was January 20th, 1992. All right. Which has been determined as National Good Day Day. Which is awesome. Um, So this is a thing, and so it's been brought up many, many times, and I think people have way too much time on their hands. And Ice Cube (laughs) has actually put this whole thing to rest. Cube says... I think but whatever. It's fine. Cube says, uh, no, it's a fictional song. It's basically my interpretation of what a great day would be. Do you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's a it's a title. It's it's a little of this and a little of that. I don't think you can pinpoint one day. It's just what a good day would be. Mm. <laughs> so I there mean, is no date. Sure. <laughs> there is no date. I mean, sure, the guy wrote the song. <laughs> he's it's, it's fictional. It's not real. Yeah. <laughs> so there is, you know, but that's if it makes that's you feel well better. and good, but hey, 
you got you got a guy trying to celebrate a specific <laughs> if song. If it makes you feel mm-hmm. better, go with it. Do con- do convention appearances on on January twentieth. No, there you go. I think it's pretty much uh, exactly who Ice Cube is to go. I mean, it's just a bullshit day. It's not real, yeah, but whatever. Right. <laughs> it's totally it's in well character good. of him. Have, have you seen the clip of uh, of him being asked what it's like to be Irish? No. <laughs> yeah, it was a. Uh, Graham Norton, I believe. That's oh god. And he's like, "What do you What do you mean? I'm I'm Irish?" And he goes, "Your name's O'Shea." <laughs> <laughs> like everybody else on the panel is like British or Irish or Scottish, and he's just like, "What are you talking about?" I <laughs> love like, Graham your, Norton. Your name is O'Shea Jackson. <laughs> I Irish. love Graham Norton so much. So. <laughs> Uh, so Matt's going to round it out. He's got one more song to put on the list. I assume you put Good Day on the list because, well, why not? First of all, day. it's Ice Cube, and yeah. you got to represent. And yeah. uh, so got a great cover version of it, too. It's, it's again, it's one of those songs that people just know and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, you catch it, people kind of yeah. playing it and singing it and just sort of going around. It's got kind of that mellow spring vibe. Oh, yeah. Very springtime. You just roll the windows down while you're driving down the street. Like, it just fits. So, you play this right before you play summertime. Yes. Like summertime. Yes. I I was, yes. It has the same vibe. Very similar vibe. Very specific uh, type of song. Yeah. Yeah, Very similar vibe. It would be cool to do an episode where we just like vibe music. Like, we we say, here's the vibe. What songs would you think of when you think of this feeling? So, summer. When you're thinking yeah. songs of summer, what would you put on a list? Songs of winter, what would you put yeah, on a go list? Jerry. Yeah. I mean, let's in the summertime when the weather's high. <laughs> Hot time, summer in the city, <laughs> back of my neck feeling dirty. <laughs> summer breeze makes me feel. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's just save it for the actual episode. Yeah, I, I don't know that I would put. Depends on what era we're talking about. All those are pretty early. Man. I don't think it matters. <laughs> so. Um, so you got one more that you added to your list and this is the final song for our choices of our first 90s rap mixtape but again we're gonna we'll give you the tapeworm choices after this but you guys are always welcome to send yours in matt how did you choose to round out your list um well this one is a little odd because uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um, I, I'll, I will say I, I've made it fairly well known that I, I don't adopt the specific, uh, lifestyle of most hip hop people, uh, hip hop people really being a broad you don't? Yeah. You, you'd never know. Right. <laughs> uh, I said in the widest way possible. Um, however, I picked this next song because it has a very unique vocal mm. style that goes across the entire song that I just, just something about it. Um, uh, it makes me go insane in the brain. I didn't know I got the clean version, but that's fine. Uh, this Wait, isn't not a clean version. Oh, okay. Get what they? I, I think I've only ever heard that. Version. They just cut out. They <laughs> cut out the N word, and yeah. they do that a lot. Uh, yeah. This is Cypress Hill, "Insane in the Brain," released in June of 1993. First single from their second album, "Black Sunday." 
In addition to hitting uh, number one on the U.S. rap chart, the song also was a mainstream hit, reaching number 19 on the Billboard Hot 100 in 93. Earned a gold certification from the RIAA and sold 600,000 copies domestically alone. In 2008, the song was ranked number 34 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of Hip Hop, according to uh, and according to Be Real, the song was actually a diss song aimed at Chub Rock. The group felt Chubb had Chubb oh, had ridiculed damn. their style on his '92 album. I Sounds gotta like get mine, yo, Chubb Rock. I remember Chubb Rock. Chub I mean, that's Rock. obscure. Sounds like, like Chubb Rock. Um, uh, anyway, D- DJ Muggs credited "Jump Around" by House of Pain, which he produced, as a major influence for the song. And I totally, yeah, obviously, mm. totally is. Uh, Chub Rock sounds like its own genre of music. <laughs> Just, all those fat kids. We're listening to Chub Rock, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, very, a, lot of, a lot of fat boys on there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some Bismarcky. Limp Bizkit cover band I saw on, online of uh, Limp Brisket. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Miss Fats. Why this song? I mean, you kind of said, but uh, you yeah. very distinctive. I mean, yes. Cypress Hill, yeah. very, very distinctive band. Um, and a fun ass band to listen to, kind of like in that same mm-hmm. thing we were talking about, uh, Busta Rhymes. They're just fun, yeah. and in a mm-hmm. in a tongue in cheek, goofy kind of way. So, why did you pick this song? Uh, it's got a nice beat, and you can dance to. Yeah, it. Yeah, somebody <laughs> had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> had to had to bring it back. Had to be there. Uh, yep. But yeah, it's just something about the song, like. Uh, be real his just his vocal style is such mm. a unique like it it stood out from everything else that was going on yeah you knew you knew cypress when yeah. you heard him oh yeah, totally and he had a little wee in the in the song that just yeah everybody and, always tries to imitate it whenever it comes on and even uh, if you're straight time. edge you could just see the plumes of weed smoke emanating yeah. from the speakers <laughs> yeah which was me in the 90s. So. <laughs> you just turn the speakers on and the weed smoke comes out of them. <laughs> right. Like, oh, yeah, like, like a Louis freaking Armstrong. small machine. Just, <laughs> he played the trumpet. He yeah. was also big into weed. That's the great thing about certain yeah. rap artists. You didn't need fog machines, man. They brought their own. The, uh, the Up and Smoke tour. Yeah, so that was, that was a whole thing too. So there you go. I mean, that was our choices, man. That's the ones we picked for our first list. Uh, I'd like to know what you guys out there thought. Again, check out our social media. Let us know through all of those. Uh, we're on all of them. You know, Facebook, yep. uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We're there somewhere. Yeah. Go you heard the voiceover artist we paid earlier to tell you. So lots of money, man. <laughs> it, it broke me. I'm not gonna lie. We all had to scrounge our money. I, I uh, feel free to contribute to the show. So we, we all had to do things. My kids didn't money. get braces. It's, it's <laughs> what, what things did you have to do, Kevin? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Kevin number two dark had to make things. an appearance. Very very dark. <laughs> very I had to let Kevin two out of the cage for a few minutes. It's it's not something we want to get into. Nope. Um. So. Not only did we put together our list, but you guys out there in Tapeworm Land put together your list as well. The first one we're going to talk about really quick is Stewie D. Again, Stewie D would have joined us on this episode, but he's in Chicago visiting his sister right now. Uh, but he gave us some great songs. He says, uh, Dear Mama by Tupac. Uh, one that after he said it, I'm like, oh, shit, that's good. Uh, I got five on it, which is a great song. He says, OPP. And uh, Jump by Criss Cross. So those were his choices. Um, 
I think it's really great that uh, our wives <laughs> both gave their choices too. Uh, Matt's wife Connie says uh, a song we've talked about here on the show a couple of times, but she wants it on her '90s rap album. Damn it, and she gets it. Uh, that is "I Wish" by Skilo. And then my wife, Miss Melissa, says she wants "Juicy" by the Notorious B.I.G., which is also yeah. a great song. And we actually heard that song this week, which is what made her. She's like, "This song would be on my list." We were actually at the movies, so. Uh, friend and former guest Derek Cook says, uh, "Do what you like." So I told you that one would be making it onto the list. He says, "Do what you like" by Digital Underground. Uh, Eric M says, "Boys in the Hood" and and former. Uh, we have Tapeworm Terry. Tapeworm Terry says he would like to see a tribe called Quest. Can I kick it? And <laughs> Fantastic Voyage choice. by Coolio. And then uh, Skiznot. Skiznot comes in and gives us uh, gave us a shout-out with Original Flavor, Can I Get Open? Uh, we had a couple of crossovers. Jim D. said Regulate. He would put Regulate on his, his list, so my man. Uh, and then Stewie D., who just refused to stop, also <laughs> said uh, My Name Is by Eminem. So. <laughs> he refused to stop. Yeah, I, I had to tell him. I was like, stop, won't stop. Stuart. I told him, I was like, Stuart, stop. I was like, you might be on a future show. Don't give them all away. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, like, sorry. Everything. I'm just going to pick the top 100 <laughs> hip-hop songs of all time. That's my list. Copy, paste, send. Oh, well, it's fun, though. It's like yeah. that people get excited. And, and yeah. I, I like that. I like that people get excited. Uh, the best places, if you want to give us lists, are Facebook and Twitter. That's where we get it the most. But you guys are always welcome to shoot us over an email, yourmixtapepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you would like to see on. Uh, Matt puts up two lists each week. Uh, one is ours and one is yours. So these are going to be great. Like This would be a fun uh, playlist to just jam out to in your car. So. Oh, yeah, totally. oh, yeah. And it'll be ready when this episode goes out. Matt, we Did don't really talk exactly? about it. Where? How do people find those uh, playlists? Yeah, so if you go to themixtapepod.com, no. you can uh, <laughs> I would love go to, to our Linktree. I would love, oh, Linktree. Yeah, Linktree will work. Yeah, Linktree's on there. <laughs> I was like, don't tell them. I've been that working on that page everything. forever. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I've been keeping a running list. I actually need to just update it a little bit more. Yeah, me too. Um, but uh, all those links can be found on the link tree. Nice. Uh, there's actually a link on the link tree that takes you specifically to the Spotify playlist for every episode, and they are numbered and uh, titled with the the name of the episode. Can they search them? Like, can you search that stuff on Spotify? Like, can you just search? Is there uh, a way? I don't know. Should be. Yeah. I, I I know there is. But I don't I, always know how it works. I would say what you could probably do is. I could I could probably do this exact thing right now. I'm try it. Why you should be able to look at the number of the the episode. So like episode, let's say 95, Mm -hmm. right? So episode 95, you search just 95 and see what comes up. It's probably one of the first things on there. But yeah, there's links to all of them. Linktree, just go Linktree. We don't know what we're doing. That's the best way. Go to our link tree. We created uh, that for a reason. Pod.com. Yeah. It'll be on there. You can find it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Again, I want to give a shout out to some of the shows that we appreciate out there that we listen to. And I always forget some. I know I'm going to. Uh, Scream Queens, please go take a listen. Night Living Podcast, please go have a listen. Not a Bomb, please go have a listen. 80s and 90s Now, have a listen. Uh, Matt, say some because I know I'm forgetting some. Uh, behind the funny, well, I was going to say them. Scott Higgins and Ace Acido. Big, big shout out for those guys. They've been playing our promo lately. And Tinnish, uh, the Tinnish podcast. Yeah, Tinnish podcast with Nick Amell. 
uh, gonna try and get him to come on this show sometime. Yeah, we've talked to him. Um, let's see, Ghoul's Night In. We got another one. Um, currently looking to see who all we've got on there. Yeah, and all of that's uh, available. Show, armchair Booking. Armchair Booking. Uh, armchair booking. Uh, we need to Podcast, get with him. Podcast Magoria. We're gonna get with you. Movies. We just get we get so like. Yeah. caught up and oh god there's been so much shit going on and i know he was uh we we're talking about having him on to do a show with us a uh, very yeah. special episode so yes. we'll get we'll get with him and and put that all together um yeah please go over and check all these guys out man really yeah. uh definitely yeah and yeah. we again we're, we'd love to have the guys from behind the funny back on um uh, i think frank's new book you guys should go check that out as well Frank I, i'm trying to remember the name of his new book or i think he's still working on his newest one Most of it, yeah i think he started he said he started he finishes one and starts another one yeah like, right pretty away. much right away that guy's got so many book ideas and his stuff you can that. a lot of his stuff's available to audiobook which is kind of okay. cool because my wife picked one up, uh, the renovation one that he just did. Uh, reno- renovated to death. Renovated to death, yeah. Okay. Uh, he's awesome. He was on our New Wave episode, so you should guys go check it out and please check out um, all his stuff. And please check out Operation Fandom over on Facebook. Okay. Let them know that we uh, led you there. Uh, Josh is a really cool dude, really easy to talk to. We had a blast out at the con. Okay. Uh, please let us know if you have, again, if you have a small business or anything you would like us to mention here on the show, uh, we would love to do that. Um, we just, you know, we're growing and it's because of you guys that we're growing and we, it's, we can't do a lot, but we'd like to do a little at least. And we, uh, maybe you have a band or you would love us to promote a little bit and like mention, or you have a shop or you sell your artwork or Whatever. You, maybe you know somebody that doesn't. Matt and I and Kev are in a lot of areas where people, we go to a lot of conventions or we go to a lot of festivals and things where we meet a ton of people that yeah. are out there, you know, selling their their services or their artwork and things like that. And we that's, you know, we'd love to give you guys a shout out. So uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Please leave us a review and please share. It is one of the most helpful things you can do. Please visit our sponsor, bustedtees.com. We would very much appreciate that. Uh, that's all I got. As is always the case, I'm going to let these guys have a second just in case there's anything I forgot that needs to be brought up. Guys, anything I forgot that needs to be brought up? Um, I will go ahead and bring up the YouTube channel again. Uh, Demonic Toys episode. Uh, Jay and I having way too much fun laughing yeah, it's at it's a lot of fun well, don't worry Kev's going to be joining us on some movie. too yeah yeah. which by the way if 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 Lady Cop doesn't become a real thing <laughs> like come on there is a know. comic book called Lady Cop I just want to let you know oh yeah, oh that in your in your research yeah you in my research Lady Cop, <laughs> Lady Cop exists yeah oh, please go over check out so the YouTube good. channel um yeah have fun with that because we yeah uh, so that's I it. I would recommend watching Demonic Toys and then watching uh, our reaction to it. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's yeah. A, a short, condensed version. It is. It's, less than, yeah. it's like 30 it's minutes. Like, yeah, 30 yeah, something minutes. Uh, so so I think that's all, that's all we got this week. Uh, we Again, we thank you guys so much. Please go check out everything we mentioned. Uh, please come back next week. Let us know if you have any thoughts on uh, maybe what we do for a 100th episode because we haven't really, we weren't planning on anything special, but if you'd like us to, let us know. We would gladly consider it, and uh, that's it. Thank you guys so much. Remember, until next, we have the opportunity to speak to always.
Stay, Stay awesome. awesome. Yeah, no. Made me sound like we've taken a leak. That's why they got the microphone way too close to an aquarium. I think it's supposed to be a bong or somebody flushing the toilet. I don't know. It's got to be a bong, right? With so much drama in the LPC, it's kind of hard being sneak D O double G, but I. Somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky ass shit like every single day. May I kick a little something for the cheese and make a few ends as I breathe. Waiting for the fucking slide whistle. Come on. They ain't leaving till six in the morning. So what you gonna do? Shit. I got a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys do too. So turn off the lights and close the door. But for what? We don't let them home. So we gon' smoke an ounce to this. Jeans up, hoes down. Why you motherfuckers bounce to this? Falling down the street, smoking endo, sipping on gin and juice. Laid back. Smoking endo, sipping on gin and juice. Laid back. Mind on my money and my money. Oh yeah. I got me some sequins jeans. We got a. We're gonna be recording. We're gonna be filming today. I'm getting ready. I gotta go out there and get all my shit together and leave pretty much. Everything is fine when you're listening to the DFG. I got the cultivating music that be captivating me. Who listens? To the words that I speak as I take me Pretty much walking out the door as soon as this is done back into this bitch named She used to be the homeboy's lady Yeah, dude, we can't Can't wait to have you come on Like, we had so much fun doing the demonic toys Like, I actually thoroughly enjoyed just watching it together It was fun We, we ended up ripping on the movie so fucking hard The entire time Laid back the, the best part is like Kevin, I, I can't stress this enough. You see the wheels turning in Jay's head after I say something and it takes him a second to realize what I was referring to. It takes him a full second to just go, did you just say I'm looking forward to watching it, actually. It's pretty funny. There's so many pop-ups, and there was one in particular that you said we need to have this pop-up, and I absolutely fucking did. Do you believe like I, I legit had a good time she's watching not it together. The, she's not the only uh, pop singer good that jumped up on screen. Yeah, we. I had a legit good time doing it. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to doing the next one. So. Okay. Uh, by the way, Kevin, I have never seen Demonic Toys, but I will absolutely be watching it again if not purchasing it. It is it's so fun as a movie, just like on its own, but then, you know, watching it to, you know, and there wasn't too many times where we were just sitting there not saying much, but those, those moments got cut out quite a bit.